everyone. Welcome back to The Christian Apologist. I am your host, Richard Long. And if you've been following me here lately, yes, if you can see behind me, I am still in a hotel in San Antonio. But today is the last day. Thank goodness. I'm ready to get back home. I'm ready to get back to our studio and just have this trip be over with. It hasn't been a bad trip, but half of everything in San Antonio is closed down due to COVID anyway. So there really hasn't been a whole lot of places to go. But on today's episode, what I want to talk about is God's omniscient, his omnipotence, and his omnibenevolence. And if you don't know what those three, three things mean, all it means is him being all-powerful, all-knowing, and all-good. And now the reason I want to talk about these things is because, for one, I had an interview with the atheist um, probably about a month, month and a half ago, and uh, he brought up some things that to me were just so out there that it was just so like irrational that I couldn't even like wrap my head around it. I couldn't even comprehend what he was trying to say without thinking of some kind of a sci-fi movie. I'm just being dead honest. That was my opinion. Those were my thoughts at that time. And so the reason I want to talk about these is because a lot of atheists sit there and say that, well, if God is all knowing and if he's all good, he's all perfect, then why create a world knowing there was going to be sin or why create a Lucifer knowing he was going to become Satan in the future? Because if God lives outside the realm of time, he already knew Lucifer was going to become Satan. So why would God have created Satan? Why would God created human beings knowing that we were going to fall? Why would he do these things? Why would he put the tree of good and evil in the the garden of Eden for Adam and Eve to attempt to bite into it, which they did, to create the fall? Why would he do these things? And so the first thing I want to point out is that If you're a parent, before you became a parent, and while the the wife or or if you are the, the, the woman and you were the one pregnant, you had to have known at some point that your children, especially if you're dealing with teenagers, you know they're going to fall away from you. They are not going to always obey you. They're not going to. Yet you choose to have them anyway. Why? Because you love them and you want children. You want to have that companionship. You want to have that closeness with them, even though you know they're going to fall away from you. They're not going to always obey you. And that's how I think God, you know, saw everything. He saw how he saw Lucifer. Even though he knew Lucifer was going to fall away, He still loves Lucifer. He still loved Lucifer before he even created him because he just loved who Lucifer was going to, to, you know, like who he was and and like how he knew how we are going to be. He loves us regardless if we fall away. He loves us. And so when I was talking to this atheist the other day, well, like I say the other day, I'm from Texas, so everything's the other day. But it's been about a month, month and a half ago. When I was talking to him, he was saying that if God is all powerful, and if God is all knowing, and if God is all good, 
then why didn't he create like a moral universe like we have now, but where every single human being had his own personal force field? Seriously, this was his argument. Why didn't he create people with their own personal force field? And the force field, the purpose of this force field, and I can't remember word for word exactly what he said, but it was something along the lines of, the force field is there to protect you from other people opposing their will upon you against your will. So therefore, in his mind, that did away with murder, that did away with rape, that did away with, you know, fighting, because these force fields will there protect you against other people's wills being opposed on you against your will. Now, I have a few problems with uh, this uh, this theoretical theory of his. And for one, what kind of world would we have if parents couldn't impose their will upon their children's will without their children's willingness? For example, um, sometimes we have to discipline our children when they act up. We have to discipline them. So how can we discipline them if there's this force field that protects them from us being able to oppose our will upon them without their willingness? How how can we discipline our children? (coughs) Sorry. Or two, what about, you know, you have a a two-year-old or a three-year-old or a four-year-old and y'all are in the front yard playing with each other and you turn your back just for a second and the child takes off running towards the street to get the ball that they're chasing or whatever, their toy, or just takes off running towards the street and the parent runs after them to grab them forcefully not because they're trying to harm them, but because they're scared and they're trying to grab them before they get to the street. Yet you can't grab them because of this force field blocking you from grabbing them. I mean, I just don't understand the concept of this. And honestly, it just makes no like rational sense. It's completely irrational to sit there and say that we can have free will yet we can't have free will. See, because free will has to be free. It's completely free. So if somebody, which it's sad, but it's the facts, it's the truth. If somebody wants to commit harm on somebody else, that is free will. Now, if you're stopping them from committing from having that free will, then it's not free will. You are forcing them to be kind. You are forcing them to not be able to to act out on their free will. So to me, that's completely irrational. And honestly, it just sounds like a sci-fi movie. And, And when I told him this, I know a lot of his comments I saw later on in his video, people were saying that, because I said that sounded like a sci-fi movie, then to them, our God sounds like a sci-fi movie. And if that's how they want to view it, then that's fine. But 
any rational person can sit there and talk about having force fields. Oh, and the best part was is he says that it's actually coming into light, that this is actually coming and happen where people will have force fields around them. So his argument was is God's not all powerful and he's not all good because a good God would have created us with a force field. And that's just completely absurd to me. And then we get back onto the, uh, you know, is, is God's not all good. And he brought up the fact of like the flood and some other things where God destroyed babies, babies. And, and the reason I say babies in quotations is because God lives outside the realm of time. Here we go again. I feel like a broken record. He lives outside the realm of time. So when the flood came, it wasn't as if God just arbitrarily thought of this day and said, okay, today the day's coming, period. That's all there is to it. The flood's happening. No, these people had hundreds of years to repent from themselves. God gave them hundreds of years. It took Noah over 150 years to build the ark. And the whole time Noah was telling people that a flood was coming to condemn them of their sins. And they didn't want to listen to that. And so God being outside the realm of time, he saw that every single person in in the world history at that time was going to end up away from God. They were not going to be what is considered good people. And so God said, I have searched the land. There's no one righteous. Now's the time. There's nobody else can be righteous. Nobody. God waited until there was not going to be one. So even the babies that were babies at the time and women that were possibly pregnant at the time, he could see where these children and this offspring was going to end up and knew they were not going to turn back to God. They were not going to be righteous. So if God is God, and if God, if, if he is God, he has to be timeless. Okay. That's one of his attributes. He has to be timeless. And so if he is timeless, then he can see these things. And what he did was not, cruelty it wasn't like he was killing innocent children in his mind they had not in his mind but in his reality i guess sort of speak i mean that's the only way we can talk about it these people had already became unrighteous and it's kind of like uh you know when people sit there and talk about well how were the people in the old testament saved if they didn't know about jesus christ yet because the Bible says that it's only through Jesus you can be saved, correct? But if the people of the Old Testament didn't even know about Jesus, how were they saved? And they were saved off of, you know, of the information that was given to them at that time, and they believed it, and they trusted in it. But also, that's one way, that's one theory. And two is, so before the creation of the world, God already saw how this was all going to play out. Okay, we're speaking outside the realm of time again. He already knew how this was all going to play out. He already knew that his son, Jesus Christ, was going to have to 
uh, suffer on the cross. He already knew all this. So therefore, in God's reality, Christ had already died. His blood had already been shed for the forgiveness of sins for the entire world. So therefore, it can go back in time, okay? Kind of like Back to the Future, Marty McFly, he went and it goes back in time, and it even saves those. That's another theory. But we do know God is just, and we know that he is not unjust, so he's not going to send, you know, have people go to hell just because they had never heard of the name Jesus himself. And there are people in far off, like, tribes still to this day that have never even heard the name Jesus Christ. They've never heard his name, but they believe in God. See, because they have revelation. They have nature revelation. They can look around. They can see the sky. The Bible talks about this. They can see all these things, and they have this revelation and know that God is there. They might not know his name is Yahweh. They might not know Jesus Christ, but they do know that there is an all-good, all-powerful, all-knowing God out there just by the nature around them. And these people are saved because they believed in him who created what they can see, and they know that there's a God out there. They know. And so, yes, I do believe these people are saved without even knowing the name of Jesus Christ because the Bible says that God puts us in every single place um, at a specific time, in a specific place, so that we might seek him. So God's not going to put people in places where they're not going to try to seek him. And for the ones that don't try to seek him, well, God's outside the realm of time. He knows they were never going to seek him, no matter where he put them and what time they put them, they were never going to seek him. They were never going to come look for him. So you got to remember these things when we're speaking of God and we're speaking of his, his omnipotence and his omniscience and his omnibenevolence. We got to remember these certain things. Now, is God all powerful? Absolutely. God is all powerful, but see what a lot of people don't understand is just because you're all powerful doesn't mean you can do things that are not logically plausible. Like what? Okay, so God can't create a square circle. He can't do it. Even though it doesn't matter how strong he is, how powerful he is, he cannot create a square circle. Just as saying he cannot create a married bachelor. There's no way he can do these things. It's illogical. These are not logical possibilities. It doesn't matter how strong you are, it's not logically possible. Just as saying, God cannot give you free will, but then turn around and force you to love him at the same time. That is not logically possible. So is God all uh, powerful, omnipotent? Absolutely. He is very powerful. He's the, he's the absolute source of power. But you can't expect... Because someone has power, they can do things that are illogical. That you can, they can do things that are not logically possible. And so, that just ties in with the whole, you know, building a force field around people to keep them from, you know, having free will. Which, 
the guy wouldn't say he he, he was you know that, that his thought process was they wouldn't have free will because he knew if he took away free will then of course you know that comes back to uh, the the apologetics the, the apologist because he knows that free will has to be freely given and so he didn't want to admit that and he also doesn't believe in free will most atheists don't believe in free will now why is that because they believe that we came through you know the process of evolution and so if every thought and if every uh thing that we're going to do is a process is a process from evolution then all we can do is react to the molecules bouncing off each other in our brains just like uh i think richard dawkins has said it uh stephen hawkins i believe has said it uh richard Shermer, i think no michael Shermer. sorry his name is michael Shermer. he's a big big person when it comes to uh determinism he believes it's all predetermined Everything is predetermined. So every person that is born is predetermined to to think things, to to act ways, and everything else. But that makes no sense to me because, for for one, they're like, oh, I'm I'm against you know, uh, uh, everyone should be against slavery, right? But if it's predetermined, then you're actually kind of a slave yourself. To the molecules in your mind, you can't rationalize, you can't come to your own conclusions, and if you can't come to your own conclusion and you're just going off the molecules that have been bouncing off of your brain from from thousands of years of evolution, and your brain molecules are saying, "Well, this is the way we should go," then you are not thinking on your own. You are just reacting what the brain molecules are telling you to do and how to act and and how to proceed forward so therefore none of your thoughts should be trusted none of that should be trusted because it's all predetermined to be that way i mean you can't sit there and get mad at um people that are christians or any kind of religion if you're an atheist because if your thought is that it's all predetermined, well, that's just how they were predetermined to be. You can't get mad at them for that. They're not doing this on free will. They're not wanting there to be a religion on free will. They were just predetermined to think this way. You can't get mad at people that don't have the same, that think the same. You can't, we can't get mad at Adolf Hitler. We can't get mad at Joseph Stalin. We can't get mad at... 9-11 in New York. We can't get mad at Jeffrey Dahmer. We can't get mad at all this because this was predetermined in these people's brains to be the way they were and to do the things they're doing. You can't get mad at them. It's predeterminism. So to me, the whole predeterminism is just so counterproductive. It just doesn't even make sense. It's irrational because everything we say, everything we do, and every person that goes around killing people and everything else, it's not their fault. They were just predetermined to be this way. And that is irrational. Everybody has free will. Just like you watching this video right now, you are doing this out of your own free will. If you're listening to this on a podcast, you are listening to this on your free will. You were not predetermined to be this way. Predeterminism shoots itself in the foot. It's self-contradictory. It just 
does not work. But I keep believing it. So I guess we'll just keep opposing it. That's all we can do, right? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand how people coming up with this rationality. Even if you don't, and this is to the atheist out there, even if you never come to follow Christ, to believe in a God, period, you have to come to the realization that you had free will. You have to you have to see that determinism is self-contradicting, it shoots itself in the foot, and therefore we can't be upset about anything. In fact, why is why are atheists even trying to Talk to other people about atheism. You're not going to change their mind just like we're not going to change y'all's mind because we were all predetermined to be the way we are. You see what I'm saying? That makes no sense. It makes no sense at all. But guys, that's all the time we have for today. I hope you join us next week. If you like our channel, if you like our podcast, please look in the links below and just consider... Just consider contributing by joining our Patreon group. Uh, the website is in the link down below. So just look into that. Consider it. We appreciate it. We thank you. God bless. And I'll see you next time.